Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 73 of the Lawyerad Media Podcast, the podcast about free speech, the news of the day, politics, culture, ideas, or wherever the conversation will take me. I'm your host, Jack Dariel, and it is today on a solemn note that we announce, uh, probably a lot of people are aware of the news by now, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died aged 87 from uh, pancreatic cancer. And today I want to talk about... Um, not so much her uh, legacy, um, but sort of where it's going to leave things because unfortunately, um, while it's taking place really over a weekend here, people are going to have time to sort of reflect on her life and career because it was quite notable. Um, by Monday morning, things are going to be moving incredibly quickly especially with an election just six weeks away. So I just thought I'd uh, quickly go to the official uh, release by the Supreme Court, um, highlighted by uh, Chief Justice John Roberts' statement that said, Our nation has lost a jurist of historic stature. We at the Supreme Court have lost a cherished colleague. Today we mourn, but with confidence that future generations will remember Ruth Bader Ginsburg as we knew her. A tireless and resolute champion of justice. She was appointed back in 1993 and has spent 27 years on the court. Um, by today's standards, being appointed at the age of uh, 60 it seems quite late, um, and we'll sort of get into that now. Um, the president's uh, response, I'm going to read this in full, um, but uh, yes, today our nation mourns the loss of a titan of the law. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg served more than 27 years as an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, notably just the second woman to be appointed to the court. She was a loving wife to her late husband, Martin, and a dedicated mother to her two children. Renowned for her brilliant mind and her powerful dissents at the Supreme Court, Justice Ginsburg demonstrated that one can disagree without being disagreeable towards one's colleagues or different points of view. Her opinions, including well-known decisions regarding the legal equality of women and the disabled, have inspired all Americans and generations of great legal minds. A fighter to the end, Justice Ginsburg battled cancer and other very long odds. Throughout her remarkable life, our thoughts and prayers are with the Ginsburg family and their loved ones during this difficult time, may her memory be a, be a great and magnificent blessing to the world. So that's the official uh, statement from uh, the President Donald Trump. And as I said, a lot of people are going to sort of take stock and sort of review her life, and I think there are far, uh, probably more in-the-know people to go to for that sort of information and sort of that sort of retrospective uh, look at her life. But the reason this is a big moment is we are coming up to a very, what is likely to be a very divisive election when you also consider that it is going to be via, via postal vote in the, in the large sense, or at least the the biggest amount of postal votes in the history of the U.S. election. It is very possible it could, if uh, there's any sort of, uh, if, if the decisions are unsure, it will go to the Supreme Court. 
And currently speaking, there are now eight members on the court instead of nine. Currently speaking, it is sort of before um, this recent passing, it was sort of viewed that there were four members that were sort of uh, left-leaning, four members that were right-leaning, and uh, Justice Roberts, who was the sort of uh, chief justice, he leaned to the right, but he was sort of like a 70-30 decider. And what is notable about this is Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg is quite uh, known for being a left-leaning justice, and if Donald Trump is able to nominate and appoint a a third justice in just one term, which is quite um, astonishing. Most presidents are very, very lucky if they get two in eight years, and Trump could get three in four. What's also noticeable, notable, sorry, is back in 2016 when Antonin Scalia died uh, right at the start of 2016, it was known that um, Merrick Garland uh, was nominated by Barack Obama but was never appointed to the court as he never gained uh, majority vote by the... Uh, Republican uh, sort of dominated Senate. They held the majority. And what's important to note also during uh, Barack Obama's term was what was called the nuclear option was sort of uh, adopted. So there there was a rule that when there are 100 senators voting, you needed to get three-fifths of the vote for sort of big decisions to be made, which would be 60% of the vote, and that was changed to a majority. And why that's incredibly important is Neil Gorsuch, when he was appointed, I think it was 54 or 55 of the votes were in favour of him, and Brett Kavanaugh, the very notable uh, appointee that took place late in uh, 2018, it was 50 to 48 was the final vote. So a majority needed to for this to happen right now leans that it could. A lot of people are going to say you've got to fall to the historic precedent that was now set in 2016. But um, I'm going to go to Mitch McConnell's uh, statement now, and I will read this in full because I want to get the facts here. But this is his point of view um, in terms of why he believes... This um, this time is different, and yeah, I'll, I'll read it for you now. So, the Senate and the nation mourn the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the conclusion of her extraordinary American life. Justice Ginsburg overcame one personal challenge and professional barrier after another. She climbed from a modest Brooklyn upbringing to a seat on our nation's highest court and into the pages of American history. Justice Ginsburg was thoroughly dedicated to the legal profession and to her 27 years of service on the Supreme Court. Her intelligence and determination earned her the respect and admiration throughout the legal world and indeed throughout the entire nation, which now grieves alongside her families, friends and colleagues. There's a bit of a, a break, and then he sort of goes, okay, now to the matter at hand. This is what you all are sort of looking to know. 
In the last midterm election before Justice Scalia's death in 2016, Americans elected a Republican Senate majority because we pledged to check and balance the last days of a lame duck president's second term. We kept our promise. Since the 1880s, no Senate has confirmed an opposite party president Supreme Court nominee in a presidential year. By contrast, Americans re-elected our majority in 2016 and expanded it in 2018 because we pledged to work with President Trump and support his agenda, particularly his outstanding appointments to the federal judiciary. Once again, we will keep our promise. President Trump's nominee will receive a vote on the floor of the United States Senate. So what's noticeable, uh, notable here, he's basically saying... Um, the Republicans held the majority, and because the president wasn't a Republican, in this case Barack Obama was a Democrat, um, the Senate was not, they've got to represent the people, and the people are saying we don't support uh, the Democrat view. Um, and so he's basically saying now that they're in lockstep in a presidential year, we can grant that decision. It's an interesting one. I'm sure there are many people that are going to disagree with it, but uh, I think it's interesting to note nonetheless. What also makes this noticeable, notable is the fact the, le the election is so, so close. Um, now, while it does not need to be uh, completed before the November 3rd election, the reason why is all of the terms come to an end on January 19th, so they technically have uh, four months from today to get this done. So it is not a six-week uh, rush, so it is possible they could uh, expand it to, uh, or push it back until after the election, though I don't think they will because I think there is going to be a lot of uh, confusion regarding the election results, especially with uh, the postal voting. We know uh, Pennsylvania, I believe, are going to wait three days until after the election before they start counting. So it's enough to say that unless there's some sweeping uh, election win to one of the candidates, there is not going to be an election decided on the day. Um, just last week, funnily enough, Donald Trump published a new list of added um, Supreme Court candidates. Uh, notably, they include Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz, and Josh Hawley, who are all uh, U.S. senators currently, um, but I don't think any of them will be nominated to the court. Tom Cotton is an outside chance. Um, however, I think a lot of people are basically assuming, especially to avoid, I think, the PR somewhat... Uh, well, I'm not going to say disaster, but it was just a, a crazy... Um, series of events that uh, was surrounding Brett Kavanaugh's ultimate appointal to the uh, court. They are going to nominate Amy Coney Barrett. So she will be, I think, the third uh, woman for the court. What is also quite notice notable um, for her is she graduated from the University of Notre Dame, which actually would mean if she was appointed to the court, she would actually be the first justice not to come from an Ivy League school, so that'd be your, your Harvards or your Yales. So she has uh, 
really gone above and beyond in her career. If you want to technically say she didn't go to the absolute tippy top elite school and she's going to be appointed to the highest court in the land. She is seen as an originalist. And I think the way that this is going to play out, they obviously can't play the, uh, the sexual route with um, Amy this time around that they could with Brett Kavanaugh, the Democrats. I think they are going to go down the route that she's a strong Second Amendment uh, person. And she is. I think they're going to play that she's pretty much a religious zealot. Um, she's very um, religious in, uh, I believe it's Catholicism, but um, at least under the sort of Christian branch, if you want to say. Um, so I think this is sort of the path that we're going to be heading down in the next six weeks. I think this is going to, they're going to try and get it done before the election. Having said that, this throws the 2020 election right up in the air. Because I think people are going to be a lot more motivated to go out and vote now on both sides. It is almost, um, I think this is a bigger change for who could win the election than the coronavirus, quite frankly. Because in a lot of people's minds, the Supreme Court actually is uh, of greater importance than the actual presidency because a person appointed, and as um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that uh, Amy Coney Barrett was born in 1972. So by the end, by year's end, when she's probably appointed to the court, she will be 48 years old. She could potentially be there till at least 2050, maybe even 2060. So if you were to look at um, the fact that if we're going to go on the uh, political spectrum. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was probably on the left side of the Democrats and Amy Coney Barrett's kind of probably be on the right side of Republicans. And I mean that like almost opposite these two are on the political spectrum. And so you're really getting a, a huge change in terms of the way the decision by that chair will be decided. It will largely lead a 5-3 and Justice Roberts being sort of the decider, but that basically means that the sort of right-leaning uh, justices will have a majority in the Supreme Court by year's end. This is going to happen. I don't see a pathway in which this can be delayed. I believe that in terms of the lower house, if they want to... Uh, sort of put this. I think they'll they'll have hearings as well, and they'll you know go over her entire life with a fine tooth comb. Maybe they could go down the route of trying to delay or trying to uh, force this to go for as long as possible. Um, however, I think uh, Mitch McConnell will try and get this done quickly. But uh, yeah, a huge day in terms of American politics with a sudden death is 2020 is just keeps throwing curveball after curveball. I think uh, everybody can say a lot of people coming into 2020 definitely were of the opinion. Just, I think just by the, the round sort of easy sounding 2020, you know, everyone thought it was going to be just such a spectacular year. And I think, um, God, what we would, uh, 
take now to be a good year at this point is very different than what we thought it would be at the start of the year. I want to thank you very much for listening along today. Have yourself just a good weekend. We'll see you later.